Sam Hollywood, author of CNET's Buzz Report. And I'm Tom Merritt, author of CNET's The Real Deal. Welcome to Buzz Out Loud, the podcast of indeterminate length. <laughs> yes. This is where you're supposed to say something, Tom. What do I say? Web hosting blog in NOLA High Rise. Ah, yeah. We've got creative viruses, a Mac Mini tryout. Got all kinds of good stuff coming up yes. on the podcast today. Uh, yeah, we've talked a lot about Katrina yesterday. Uh, got some great emails from people. One thing that I wanted to bring up today is the uh, blog that some people who work, uh, I think it's DirectNick, is possibly the name of the company. I'm not mm. quite certain about that, but they have a blog. If you want to access it, go to mgno.com. That's not their, it's a live journal blog, but it, they're asking people to go to this uh, redirected URL so that they can limit the bandwidth problems on them. What they're doing mm. is they're kind of, limited in the amount of bandwidth they have obviously because they're almost limited in power they're just right. dealing with fuel problems trying to keep the generator going well, they're on yeah, the 20th floor of a building in downtown new orleans exactly and uh and so they're they're mirroring all of their stuff but they have a live webcam that they point out the window uh so you can see what's going on they've been mm-hmm. out and about with digital cameras taking pictures and they're blogging nonstop. yeah they're blogging nonstop, and, and it's not just they didn't intend this to be like, here we are reporting from downtown New Orleans. It was right. actually just to kind of share with their friends because they had to stay behind. They're the crisis management team. Um, it's a web hosting company, right? I think so. I think that's uh, so. It sounds like so. For. It sounds like they're in a building with their servers and their equipment. And yeah, they they just didn't want to leave this stuff behind. Uh, he has, he's always referencing Intercosmos and Directnick okay. uh, employees to help him. So it's somehow tied into those companies. Uh, but it's fascinating what's going on. He talks about a policeman that came in off the street and they they discussed with him some of the horrible things that are happening there. And he's yeah. he's he's got tons of pictures uh, and whatnot. But uh, just, you know, this is the citizen journalism. Right. You know? And it sounds like there's a lot of that going on. I mean, you've even got uh, even the big CNN and stuff have resorted to just kind of having their reporters blog from the scene because it seems like there's no other way to to cover it. Well, and it's interesting is, you know, NOLA, the website for the Times-Picayune, the New Orleans newspaper, mm-hmm. actually pulled all their people out printing only online right, right now. But they're putting up full sort of graphics of mm-hmm. what would be their front pages. It's pretty interesting. But stuff. they didn't keep anybody there. Uh, right. And it sounds like it's pretty dangerous. Right Which now. I, yeah, I think that was wise. And I think these guys, you know, if, if they're only there to protect computers, I suspect they should maybe consider <laughs> letting them go. Well, they've been uh, safeguarding everybody's data and now they're making... Uh, arrangements to try to get all the computers into trucks and get right. them out yeah so. hopefully they can safely yeah anyway it's good reading um so a story that we've been neglecting that i actually just want to bring up which is not <laughs> not nearly as important or crucial as uh, any katrina coverage but creative labs apparently this is just kind of dishy has unfortunately shipped 3700 mp3 players that are contaminated with a windows virus oops so it's a story that's been kind of kicking around for a couple of days and it just keeps coming up. And it's especially interesting, I think. Everybody's draw, you know, everybody is bringing it up now because Creative is the one who was just granted the, the patent that uh, mm-hmm. is on is on Apple software. So, so the, do you think Steve Jobs got back at him? The easy by... conclusion to draw. Oh, Although perhaps. I think this story broke before the story about the patents. So. I think so. Unfortunately, they came out at a similar time. So the easy conclusion to draw is like, oh, well, your MP3 players have viruses. So you'll just patent iPod software and make your money that way. Maybe creative Which should patent virus infested music players. Maybe. There's a market for that somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure. It's like a novelty gift. In the espionage community. <laughs> hey, I got you an MP3 player. Oops. <laughs> Anyway, yes, an unfortunate oversight for creative, which will 
no doubt not help their campaign. Now, I saw something earlier today the that they've, they've located where, where all of them are. Yes. So they're, they're tracking them down. And they have done a partial product recall. Mm-hmm. So it's not too many of them, but it's funny. <laughs> yeah. You're perfectly Sorry, safe guys. to go buy creative <laughs> products, I think. Yes. Now, you want to talk about the Mac Mini tryout? Yeah, speaking of Apple um, in a roundabout <laughs> way. all you ever do. <laughs> that's not all I ever do. Sorry, uh, that's Veronica. Sorry. So Apple apparently had a, uh, a plan to let you try out a Mac Mini for 30 days for free because they were sort of so confident in their product, blah, blah, blah. Now, early reports said that the, the, the promotion, I guess it is, was supposed to last two months and it was up for a day. So now, since it's an Apple thing, there's like all this speculation. Well, why would they pull it? Well, what happened? Doesn't mean the Mac Minis were bad and doesn't mean everybody complained about it. Doesn't mean so many people signed up that they were quickly overwhelmed. And the register, which I find kind of funny, is like, no, they just got a bunch of free publicity about why they pulled it down after a day. Done. (laughs) They offered a 30-day money-back guarantee, which is different than giving them away free. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You it, was had to a pay free, for it was a free trial. You know, if I go and I buy a piece of hardware, it's different with software. Right. If I go and buy a piece of hardware, I can return it. Yes. Well, can you? Usually. You can't always. I mean, if you buy it at Fry's, you're going to pay a restocking fee. Like, oh, I think okay. If yeah, you, so you know, no restocking. That's true. Restocking fees And if fees you buy it apply. from Apple, maybe you can only return yeah. it within 14 days. If I buy days. a laptop at Circuit City, there's going to be, they always warn you whenever there's a restocking fee. Right. So. 30 days is, a, is actually a pretty unusual sort of trial period. I think it's pretty standard for returns, not always for cash. Not back, for technology. Technology, I think most technology is down to 14 days mm, that, before that, you can there, return it without a charge. There should be a problem with that. <laughs> I mean, yes, there 30 should. days return policy is standard. In fact, that's what the Better Business Bureau says. If you're buying something over the internet, yes. it's different than buying it in person. But if you're buying something over the internet, make sure they have a 30-day return policy mm-hmm. or don't buy it. Yeah, that. I agree. Some sto- stores, certainly, some online stores certainly do. But I think most technology outlets anymore... Definitely with cell phones. Hmm. That is almost always a 14-day return policy. I wonder why they pulled this policy. back then. Did they just realize it was kind of dumb? Well, they, there are a couple possible reasons, it sounds like. One of one is just purely for publicity to right. kind of raise the... Like, people are speculating that Mac Mini sales did drop off, um, partly because they announced the switch to Intel, and then everybody was like, well, I'm not going to buy a new computer. I'm going to wait until these come out. So the speculation is that they launched this to kind of raise up interest again in the mini and then when they shut it down they create even more demand or they say well you know i was gonna buy this anyway no i don't know that that particular argument doesn't make much sense to me what is most likely is that they were overwhelmed the way they were when the, that poor school district had tried to sell ibooks for 50 bucks each. they probably just got overwhelmed yeah that would be the best that's I'm what sure the news.com story they says. just probably underestimated their own popularity yep <laughs> Now, speaking of popularity, yes, Massachusetts is becoming very popular with the open source crowd <laughs> as the uh, state has recommended that all of its agencies adopt an open desktop. Commonwealth of Massachusetts has proposed a plan to phase out office productivity applications from Microsoft and other providers in favor of those based on open standards, this from news.com, mm-hmm. including the recently approved open document standard. Dishy. So uh, January 1st, 2007... Massachusetts agencies have to install applications that support the open document file formats. And that includes such things as OpenOffice or uh, StarOffice from right, Sun. Right. But the majority well, of executive departments agencies currently use Office applications like Microsoft Office, Lotus Notes, and WordPerfect that produce documents in proprietary formats. One And one thing to note about this is that Massachusetts is the state that is left over, that, that continues to sue Microsoft. 
uh, for antitrust <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so even though the federal government and all other states that were suing Microsoft have settled, Massachusetts has been keeping that torch alive. So kind of not that surprising that they would be the state that would say, we don't want to use your stuff anymore either. Now you got and the you know World what? Series, folks. I have to say, now like, you feel like you can beat everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, considering how long they've been suing Microsoft for antitrust issues, it's kind of surprising it took them this long to say, now we're not going to use your products anymore. Like, you have to wonder who finally became aware of that cognitive dissonance. Well, you have to realize this is a big oh. decision to say everything has to it's be huge. saved in open document standard because. You can say everybody has to use open office and that's one level of, of difficulty right. because you have to go and reinstall and retrain and everything. You know, it's not that different from Microsoft Word, but it is different. Mm -hmm. But then to say, and everything has to be saved in an open document. So now it's not, well, everybody has to use open office, but you can still save in Word. And right. There's, right. No, they're saying it has to be well, the open document standard, what, which not that many other people use. Exactly. What does that mean for their sort of interstate communications? Mm -hmm. That seems like it could create some pretty serious difficulties. Yeah. I mean, I suppose they're probably hoping to force a domino effect, but that seems unlikely. I assume Although, Microsoft you never know. Word could open an open document, even if it doesn't save in an open yeah, document. Yeah, possibly it could. Because it's, it's a pretty good standard. Well, and then when they pu start publishing how much money they've saved by not buying Office over and over and over, then probably all the other states will just fall in a row. Hmm. Nah, no. 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 But maybe that's there's what they're always more. It's always happen. more complicated than that when it comes to this open source. So, because then people say, well, there's actually costs to open source. Right. Well, know, there so, are. And there they are. just might not be as high. That brings us to the email. Exactly. Uh, from, this is, uh, he didn't. He really, didn't use his name. Yeah, this is why we're a little loath to read this. He didn't use his name. He has his email address, though. Uh, J. Robs. I'm not going to give the whole email address. <laughs> J. Robs is so being Jay. his username. Uh, he said that, Firefox access was recently blocked at his workplace. Uh, and, and then he, he says he, he says he works he says he works for the federal government. Mm -hmm. And that the admin the ad network admins told him Did that she? that Firefox is vulnerable to viruses and spyware and all this other stuff. Right. And, so and that they're they not have allowed to proof. use it. But he says he's still allowed to use Netscape, which is based on the same engine as right. Firefox. Right. So I'm not real sure this email is is legit or not. So if you've heard of this, uh yeah. In Michigan, or maybe. Or if you know that this might be, for example, known spam. Yeah, if you've if you've seen this email before, say, right? If you've seen this email this before, saying you know you've been blocked from using, or Firefox. if you've heard something, to, let us know. Buzz at cnet.com. Yes, we're very we're curious interested to see if this if somebody actually out there is saying from above in the federal government you can't use Firefox; it's insecure. Right, which so would, be would be pretty, pretty interesting. Big news. Mm -hmm. We're right. skeptical, but we're curious. Somewhat skeptical. We're using our journalistic ability to reach out and ask you to do our research for us to find to get to the bottom of the story. <laughs> Should we get to the rest of the email then? <laughs> Certainly. All right. Uh, we have a little hello from Ian in the UK uh, responding to our talking about voice over IP. Mm -hmm. uh, BT, the British Telecom, and Yahoo have been offering voice over IP for about a year. They have linked Yahoo Messenger with a BT tool called BT Communicator. Yahoo handles PC to PC, and BT Communicator handles PC to landline. Uh -huh. You need to I have. I knew a there was another way to call from to landline. You need to have a British Telecom landline account. Oh, I don't have that. And your PC. No, well, you wouldn't. Would you? <laughs> to phone calls. I bet you don't have that either. To have the phone calls charged to. Hmm. Then he points out there's also net to phone, which he seems to remember has been around longer than yes, Skype. Yes, I have heard of I, I have actually and I think used they do net do to that. phone. And it's hmm. not, Skype is uh, a much better product, in my opinion. But uh, anyway, he, anyway, he says. Interesting. Uh, He's replaced the BBC on his daily commute with us. So, Aww. cheers to that. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Ian. I wanted you to read that in English. And then, uh, 
<laughs> yeah, why Our did executive you read that producer in was asking accent. me to read that in an English accent. That's because I didn't want to insult Don't do it. Ian. Yeah. <laughs> That's How why I didn't do that. Um, <laughs> he'd probably be like, is that? What accent is that? Is that English? <laughs> Sounds somewhat Pakistani. Uh, what are you so saying? David at uh, queermusings.net also wrote us. Uh, he says that last night, uh, Yahoo Messenger had an update for PC to PC calling. Part of the update is that it includes free voicemail with the service. Oh. He didn't realize that Yahoo had purchased Dialpad, uh, which oh, we talked right. about yesterday. Right, right, right. So it sounds to him like Skype should be more worried about Yahoo right now with the purchase of Dialpad. Uh, mm. He says that he's sure it's just a matter of time before Yahoo allows us to purchase phone numbers and allows us to dial landlines from within well, Yahoo Messenger. Yeah, this kind of goes back to our general <laughs> trifecta discussion, which is we're always talking about either Microsoft. Well, actually, yeah, Microsoft, Yahoo, kind of Google, quad. or Apple. It's yeah. a quadfecta. Anyway, <laughs> you kind of got to be worried about all of them because they're all doing all the same things to some degree. Or at least Apple's not doing VoIP yet, but... Is it only a matter of time? Yeah. I mean, I think I think Skype should certainly be just as worried about Yahoo and Google as they are about Microsoft's Microsoft. loving this talk because it means they're not a monopoly. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, they're loving it in public and they're hating it on the inside. All right. If you hate it on the inside or otherwise, give us a call <laughs> 1-800-616-CNET or email us buzz at CNET.com. Thanks for joining us. Goodbye. Bye.